Thank you for tuning in. This is a message from God's House International Centre, Bristol. We pray that it leaves a lasting impact and that what you hear blesses you, encourages you, fills you with hope and points you to the ultimate source of peace, which is Jesus. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord. Welcome to church. Welcome to the house of God. If you are online, you are watching online. We are God's House International Center based in Staple Hill, Bristol, United Kingdom. Please stay with us. God will bless you. We pray that you will grow this year. We pray that God will grow your family. God will grow your nation. God will grow your children in line with these promises. And you in the house, I believe and pray for the same to you. This is a unique year. Wire yourself for unique encounters and experiences. Set yourself for art because God's word never falls down to the ground. He says, it will not return to me void. Let's go to our slide quickly. I'm sharing our vision for the year in line with what God gave us today. It's the year of immense growth. You will notice that this is a very broad topic. So I will try and break it down, but this will be just sponchobochobo. I don't know what sponchobochobo is from every side. So I want you to believe God and take it seriously. Look at yourself, analyze, assess yourself, realign yourself and be part of history. I'm telling you in the years coming, we will be the mainstream church in this country. We will take that role. So we better grow quickly into it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Immense growth. And I've already decided to grow. I started by growing in the word of God. And then I said, I want to read the Bible at least twice this year. I'm already in the book of Joshua. I mean business. I'm already in the book of Joshua. And there is one thing that was troubling me. My stomach kept growing. I used to look at it and mourn and mourn and mourn. And then I thought, I am taking action. This week, I was on a seven-day fast. No food, nothing for seven days. Before I knew it, my stomach disappeared. And then I thought, wow. So certain things, if we take action in the work of God, things do happen. That's why the Bible says faith without works is dead. We are looking at the year of immense growth. And I just want us really to understand what growth is about. We learned that growth does not come automatically. It doesn't come from anywhere. It's provoked by what we do. Growth does not come on a platter. Growth is not inherited. You put something to experience growth. You put something, it requires work. But growth also is a very, very big, is a very big word that comes. So we are praying that this year we experience that growth and that change. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hallelujah. So it's the year of immense growth. And we want to base our word on Genesis chapter 26. So, the first part is understanding vision. I spoke last week about vision, goals, and planning. Vision helps you to think or that ability which helps you think about your future. So, never think about today. Your future is coming. Let it not catch you unawares or unprepared. 
So that vision is that thing that gives you that understanding or thinking preparation about your future to say, what do I want to do? And you think about it with imagination and wisdom. See where you want to go. That's why Jesus said, I'm going to prepare mansions for you. He was giving us imagination about, wow, I will be in a mansion. Then for those who are wise, you begin planning and preparing to get into that vision. Your goal is your destination. We've spoken about, where do you want to go? I'm sure Dr. Musa wanted to say, I want to be a doctor. When you want to be a doctor, you don't study arts. You don't study arts. You study science. You study mathematics. Because you cannot use alliteration to operate somebody. You don't use the rhyme scheme and synonyms. You can't do that. I did literature, African literature, looking at Nguki Wathiongo and his books, the song of Lawino. And I used to write that the healthy fecundity of Lawino is sharply juxtaposed against by the aridity of Tina. That will not cut a tumor off your stomach. So what happens is, because you have got your destination in the end, you know you needed some formulas and biology and science. Then you begin to prepare yourself. That's vision. So where do you want to be by the end of the year? That's what today is about. As an individual, as a family, as a church collectively. Because God has given us a word to grow. This can also be called your vision because it's where you are looking to go. That's why we prayed for the children here for excellence. We are putting something where they can begin to look to go. And it starts now. And then you need a strong reason for your goal. And that becomes the fuel that drives you to keep going when things get tough. Pastor Zach told us, things will get tough. When they get tough, you need that motivation to fight on to say, I want to get there. So knowing the reason behind your goal is important. It becomes that fuel of achieving the goal. It becomes your conviction. It becomes your conviction. Let's move on to the next slide. Ha, sorry, hang on there. Habakkuk 2, verse 2 to 3, and Proverbs 29 talks about vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Write the vision and make it clear so that those who hear it run with it. Why? Because they have a mental picture. They say, ah, this is good. I want to fight for this. I want to move for this. I want to be part of this. That's what this thing is about. Let's go through to the next slide and we begin to break down. So Genesis 26 is long, but I want us to read all of it. In it, there are critical verses there that I want us to understand. It's verse 3, verse 4, verse 12, verse 13, verse 18, verse 22, and verse 25. Those are critical in helping us understand the process of growth. We've got to understand it so that we begin to prepare it for ourselves. The process of growth. This is what happened. In Genesis 3, God said to Isaac, 
Don't move from here. I will bless you. What did he give? A word. He gave a word. He gave a prophecy. He says, I will bless you. And then in verse 4, he says, you will grow, you will increase, you will do in strength with that. That is still a word. And then in verse 12, we see Isaac now taking steps. God did not tell him, go and plant crops. He just said, stay here, I will bless you. But in verse 12, we see now Isaac beginning to sow and plant and plow. And now in the second part of process is the work. So the word has come from God, the work must come from you and I. So that's the process. And then we see that after the work in Genesis 18, 22, 25 going process, there is a result. And that result was wealth. It was wealth. So it's www dot immense growth. GHIC.com. Catch that process so that you instill it in the children. God gave the word. Isaac gave the work. He became wealthy. There was a result. So he sowed, he reaped, he became wealthy. So that is the process of where we are going, get it, and begin to do likewise. Don't just pray and read the Bible. No. Till the land. That's why we started by study here. Look at how God connected everything together in line with what we wanted to do. Let's move on to the next slide. If you want these slides, you will have them. We'll post them. We'll put them also on our website. Let's look at the next. I wanted us to follow this through so that we understand. So that when we break it down, we know how to go and break it down. Praise the Lord. That's the process. Read those scriptures. Amen? Then the next part of the process is growth itself in a life process. We will look at that. It will come up there. You know... Technology is temperamental and everything, but I have it here on my phone as well. But it's nicer when you see it because the mental picture has a way of staying in your mind. So don't worry, they'll bring it up. We've got conquerors in that board. Amen. So the next one is growth itself in a life process. I want to show you how it goes so that you understand wherever we need to grow in different areas and department faculties, you need these foundational principles. Now, growth is increase in size. It's increase in size through two things. Number one, in the number of cells. In the number of cells or an increase in size of each individual cell. Do you get that? So growth is collective and growth is individual as well. But for, for the collective to grow, the individual must grow in proportion. That's why when I grow, Pastor Fatima grows, our family grows the church family grows. 
Not only that, the Staple Hill community grows. So there is an individual aspect for you. Put in there your spiritual growth. Put in there your academic growth. Put in there your career growth. Put in there your faith growth. Don't just grow in earning millions. I read in the paper yesterday, a gentleman was saying, I've got three million in my hands, but I don't have family, and I don't feel good about it. So his growth was stunted. Our growth must be balanced. I said the growth in a life process is in two ways. An, indiv- an increase in the number of cells, like us here. Increase in membership. That is growth, number of cells. And also in the size of each cell, individual cells. Nelly herself has growth. Do you get what I'm talking about? She has growth. Karina herself has growth. And then from there, that's where we will have the collective ones of already growing people to bring impact. And whenever God requires growth, there is something he wants to do. Look at all these children that we have. You had to grow to give birth to them. So in growth, there is an intention for the future. So for us as a church... God has intention for us. My water is down there, Pastor Fatima, Sister Karina. <coughs> so I want us to understand the process so that we don't just like run, oh, it's a year of growth, the year of growth, and we don't understand the process and then we fail. We want to take it seriously. Thank you very much. Let's roll over to the next point. And then we'll begin now to identify growth areas so that we apply this process to begin to come through them. And then after that growth process, our approach for growth, we have called it the boom. Our approach for growth, we have called it the boom. That will be our word, the boom. That will be our approach. I want to explain the boom. It's going to come up there. Number one, boom is a period of what? Great prosperity. When we talk about an economic boom, I'll send it to you, Catherine, on WhatsApp. Don't worry, don't keep taking pictures. I'll send it to you on WhatsApp. There is no copyright here. The copyright is Jesus. So a boom is the period of great prosperity. So we are in a boom period. That's why God wants us to grow with it to move in that area. And the boom is also an economic growth. It's an upswing. But also there is an acronym for broom that I've put in there for you to grow. You have to break out of mediocrity. That's the starting point. Break out of mediocrity. You cannot grow into what God wants us to do with a mediocre mentality 
in everything that you do, collectively or individually, you have to up your game because it's an upswing. Your prayer can't be mediocre. Your study of the work can't be mediocre. Your giving can't be mediocre. Your love can't be mediocre. Your generosity can't be mediocre. Your discipline can't be mediocre. So you've got to boom into growth. Break out of mediocrity. Look at yourself in school, children, for excellence. If you have got mediocre, you have to boom out of it, break out of it. Begin to do things differently. In your relationship with your husband and wife, if you are just giving mediocre, boom out of it. Otherwise, you, you will lose each other very soon. Break out. That's why I want us to look at this, to realize that, ah, when God gives us a word, we also need to line ourselves up to be able to absorb it. God's word needs the right ambience. That's why the Bible says, Psalm 24, who can ascend to the mountain of the Lord? Those with clean hands and a pure heart. That's a boom. Not everybody else. That will be our word for the season. Husbands and wives, get a boom. Children and parents, Church and in all our departments and all the other stuff. That's why I called Mrs. here. Because she was not away. She started her boom prophetically to say, I will not come to church late. That has been mediocre. In that, God begins to align for growth. That's why I say to my brother, give her the keys. Because she can see the times and where they need to go. We are going to grow. And the first point of growth is with our building. And this is directed firstly to the board. That's their job. But we as a church are going to support them. In the first four months of this year, we've got four weddings that are booked in this hall. You can clip... One, two, uh, three, sorry, three weddings. And why is it a big issue? Because we wanted to be a community center. It's beginning to unfold. Not only that, when weddings come here, they pay us for our hall. And that grows our finances. That's why we can project and say, if the board and the church utilize our church and advertise it to grow, we have got more activities. We can pay this place off in the next five years. That is growth. So now when I spoke about the building, use through extension. You will notice that we've got one big area, the kitchen and the small little rooms. But we've got an idle balcony up there. The balcony will be renovated. And when we renovate, we have a small hall up there that can sit 80 people. The youth can go there. The children's church can go there. We seal it and we close it. We put a boardroom. We put three more offices up there. Then we've got more spaces for use and us do different things and for the community and people to hire to be in our space. But we need to plan for it. We need to envision it. We need to 
give towards it. Because when we free the mortgage, we can employ a part-time youth worker. We desperately need a youth worker. When we save the mortgage money, we can employ a part-time caretaker. Daddy Oggy has been doing it for us, coming early, living late. Please clap hands for him and appreciate him. But we've got such a big building that we do need a caretaker. But for us to get that, our finances must grow. And that's why God is giving us this strategy of growth through our own building we can sustain most of that. That's why the multimedia will put new screens, better screens. They touch this thing up. That's why they have moved their multimedia up to create more space. They are already in the process of planning because talking to me, they can envision what it is to have a multi-purpose center. So we need to grow into that this year. It would be lovely to cover it up and renovate everything. Begin to advertise it. When you hear somebody wants to get married, I'll come, come and see our building. Come, It's us who will bring that growth. Advertise it and manage it. One thing that the board must do now, stop anyone from calling the pastor to hire the hall. That's not my job. It's part of the board. Because if it's the pastor... The charges that are there, they'll say, oh, pastor, this is too much. And you know, pastors, by heart and virtue, they don't think budget. They say, oh, okay, you can have it for 10 pounds. And yet to heat up this place for a wedding will cost us about 100 pounds just to heat up on the wedding day. And the water and the wear and tear and everything. So please go to the, go, go, go to the administrator and the board, they are managing that. So I'm throwing it to them so that they begin to see. Also, it frees me to look into the spiritual things that I need to do, not to be negotiating use of the whole. Look at some of you, see some of the text messages I got. Pastor Fatima will attest to that. I spend time arguing why this, this is okay. This, and then in the turn, I'm exhausted by arguing. So that's why I'm bringing it as a vision, as an area of growth. Because if they take it up, I am free to grow in the other things that can empower you as well. We'll give it a boom. Give it up for our board. So that you will be surprised by December they are going to change this place. Because the word has come. The other area of growth that we are looking for as a collective is discipleship. Discipleship. You know, those of you in the front, can you turn back and see how far the chairs are at the back? Do you see? So we don't want to be overgrown. So now, if one of you brings one person and disciple them, by the end of the year, we don't fit here. That's why the balcony must grow and be empowered. Because God has said it's the year of immense growth. Imagine Dr. Iroro with a hundred children. Where do you put them in the back there? There is no space. That's why the Lord is showing us grow the balcony. And also if it's a year of growth, we will see pregnancies like mushrooms. But also you need to prepare for them. Do you see where God is taking us to? 
to say, hey, this growth, don't just think growth, it will be everywhere. Just a hundred children, we are in trouble here. But our balcony can take a hundred children. When we close it up, this is how we have that visual picture of what the growth is about. So the challenge is, you young people, you influence one another well. Just bring one of your friends to church by the end of the year and make sure they continue to be a disciple. This place will be small. But how many know that as we increase in number, we increase in our offerings, we increase in our tithes, everything grows. That's why discipleship is critical. That's why we will be launching back our life cells. Dotun and Sister Yinka are running that. They are finalizing it up. It's ready. We will start our life cells on Zoom. And in the summer, we will have them one-to-one -one or in person because the weather is good. There is a lot of light. Then we can know one another and connect because COVID stole away from us. So in the summer, we will be meeting in our groups, have a cup of tea together, have barbecue together, have jollof rice, have fried rice, have pap. In that, we grow also into knowing one another and into fellowship. I was talking to Brother David when he visited home. And then we were chatting. They live in a hotel. But because he came to my house, we were able to chat. And then I found out that in the hotel, they don't have a stove. They are not allowed to cook. They are only given the food that the hotel decides to give. And in his country... That's not how they eat. And imagine if I had not spent time in fellowship with him, and then I realized, oh, this is not good, especially for children. They will not understand why their chicken is always roast, 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 and all the other stuff they are not eating. So I said to him, no, 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 no. You have got the keys to church. There is a stove at church. There is a fridge. There is a freezer. Just go there. Cook your meal whenever you feel like your meal. Cook your meal, eat and enjoy. So if you find meat in the fridge the Lord has not given you, it belongs to David. Daniel, sorry Daniel. It belongs to Daniel. So do you see the power of coming together? If we had not met in fellowship, we would not have that. And when I came here on Monday, there was a powerful aroma of nice food here. I almost got tempted to go to the kitchen, but what helped me, I was fasting. So I stayed away. So in our life cells, we get to know one another more. So in the summer, we will meet in person. But very soon, Dotun and uh, Mrs. Adebayo will announce we are starting on Zoom. Why? Because we are pulling back. We are regrouping to move forward. Why? Because of discipleship. And all our courses for new visitors and anything, we will do all our courses after church. Straight after church, we will go do our course, do our training, so that you don't have to come here another time. We utilize the time. So leave the Sabbath holy. Don't book a two o'clock shift. Give it to the Lord. Let's grow disciples together. God will do the rest. Come on, clap hands for me. Because if we want to grow spiritually, 
We won't grow only in the 30 minutes that are here. I know we watch TDJX, we watch this, we watch this, we watch that. That's good. But we need to also direct this house in the way God wants it to go to have an impact in Stable Hill. So discipleship will be critical. So whenever we see new people coming, go and call, connect with them. Give them a phone call. We phone them in the church. We follow them and we check what is happening. Begin to show them, have you done this? Have you done that? Have you done that? We have got a basic Christian beliefs course here. Everyone who is new must run through it so that they are grounded in the faith. We work going to grow our discipleship. You will see Isaac had more servants for more productivity. With more disciples, we reach out many more areas. Let's come to the next part of our growth area. It's what I've called kingdom-driven business. I was praying the other day for resources, and then I was applying applying for grants and everything, I was not getting a favorable response. Everywhere they said, you don't fall within, there is a word that they use, the criteria. And then I'm thinking, what other criteria do they want? I help the homeless, I'm in the prison, I run the hub. What other criteria do they want? And then the Lord spoke to me and said, oh, see, you will not build my kingdom by hearts that are not given to me. Raise entrepreneurs, raise business-minded people. That's how my church will grow. So church, we are going to grow kingdom business-driven. And remember, by business, it doesn't mean a corner shop. A business, by definition, is a profession, an occupation, or a trade. But the way you use it, the way you apply it, is through a kingdom mind. You know, if all the businesses that we have here were paying tithe regularly from the business, we will pay this place off within one year. Am I right, Allah Counting? Do you see? The Lord is giving us this to understand. That's why he said, raise a business-driven community, kingdom-driven business. That minds the work of God. If all our business understand, they put plans, they begin to grow. Just from the tithes of the business, we will do much more. This place will be paid off in two years. And then we can employ more people that we need to free them. Our guys, Fidel and, 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 and Perez... They've been working with me up to midnight. Perez, oh, God bless him. Perez will text me 1 a.m. A pastor, this and this. I'm thinking, Perez, do you know I'm married? There's a woman next to me. And this and that. But what I appreciate is the passion that they've put into the work of God. They work with all these things. Sister Tundun, I work with her with the slides. And we have to work and make them work. But these are way after hours. It would be much quicker if we employ a what, what graphic somebody here. We have them. All these things will be done quickly. But that's part of the growth that we have. So we need businesses that are kingdom driven. So that from your business, you contribute your tithe. And then as an individual... You contribute your tithe because church where we are going, it's too big for us to, to be believing God for, for, for finance. Look at that. We want to change the agenda of churches in the whole of Bristol. 
We can't go to these churches and say, give us money to change you. <laughs> what does it say about Jesus in Luke? It says there were women of substance, business people that supported the ministry of Jesus. Oh, it's there. They provided from their substance, from their business, from their wealth. That's why Jesus was just going and says, oh, you give them to eat. Jesus didn't bother. Oh, master, you give them to eat. He knew it was there. But when you come to Pastor Osi and you say, you begin to pray, you begin to fast, you begin to, no, 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 no. We are growing out of that into something. Are you seeing where we are going? Are you seeing where we are going? Old people's homes. These homeless people want to be able to approach the mayor and say, we're going to buy a house for the homeless. We'll do one, two, three, four. Boom! That's impact. That's where we are going because that's where God is positioning us to. So the first thing is kingdom-driven business, building the kingdom, kingdom principles, and promoting righteousness in our business. So that's the only way we can go because no one will tell us not to talk about Jesus. No one will tell us not to pray before a meeting. We do it with a kingdom mind. And then the next one that we are doing there is the kingdom-minded business because your mind is critical in this one. The first one was kingdom-driven. We're going to grow in that area. But then to be kingdom-driven... You must be kingdom-minded when you do that thing. Your mind is very, very powerful. This year, I told myself, I'm going to fast for seven days without eating for full seven days. I told my mind. I was with David in my house yesterday. He says, oh, De Pastor, don't you find it difficult? I said, no, because I already set it in my mind. So if you set it in your mind... It will go. Let it be kingdom-based. So develop a product, services, market, package, distribute, add value to what you do. With the blessing of God, you'll be surprised what God can do. I've been watching videos left of a Kenyan guy called David Moyer. How many people have seen that one? A Kenyan boy called David Moyer. Please watch his videos. He, was, he is a dancer by profession. And then he tried everything. He couldn't break through. So he just decided, ah, well, I'll just entertain people on the streets. I just want to show you how easy it is. So he got his song and his radio speaker. He just comes to, to, to an elderly person. If I go down, will, 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 will it capture me? Is that okay? So he just comes down. And then he puts his radio in front of a speaker and somebody plays the song. And then starts dancing. He starts dancing for that person to bring joy. He starts dancing. When he finishes, he kneels down, gives you some flowers, gives you a gift and gives you, and then he goes away. And then he will go to an, a, a homeless person, puts his radio down, he starts dancing. What he was doing in, in dancing school where there was no breakthrough, he starts dancing, making his moves, and then you are happy. After that, he gives you a, a, a gift. He started doing that nationally until people, he has got more than 2 million followers. Now companies are sponsoring them, so him so that he gives the gifts from their company products. He's now a multimillionaire. He's called David Moyer. 
just dancing and making people happy. Now he has taken it out of Kenya. He goes to Sudan. He goes to other countries. And now, when husbands have got Valentine's evening with their wives, they hire him to come and surprise their wife. One of them even flew him to Dubai. And in the plane, when his wife was sleeping, David put the radio next to her and tapped her, started dancing for her. Started dancing with her. The husband, he's just bringing joy but by what failed in drama school, now he has even grown bigger than the drama school. Growth. And he has improved it and improved it and improved it. So what I'm trying to say here is that in kingdom-mindedness, you need to begin to have a special product, a special service. Whatever you do, ask God for the grace to grow it and empower people. And when it grows... We also grow. We also grow. And that is what we call kingdom-minded business. A kingdom that honors God first of all. That's the business that we're looking for. That's what will bring us growth and impact. And then the next part, I want the whole church to help us in this. It's not only for Pastor Ossian. It's not only for Fidel. This is serious if we need to go somewhere. Kingdom-minded youth. We need to engage our youth and grow our youth department and begin to empower them with kingdom principles. I know parents are passionate about making their children do well, piano lessons, football, and all that stuff. Please take that same passion and bring them for youth with it. So that we don't lose them there. Because from there, they will understand service, they will understand sacrifice. That's a kingdom mind from an early age. That's why, look at this, that's why I'm blessed by these girls. But we want to see our boys also catching into that. Because that's how you develop to be a complete human being. So we need to grow our youth department. And it's you parents who will help us to grow. To be honest, church, my children are doing well. I'm not proud. Ayanda is now in a worship team wherever she is in London. Lebu is now in a worship team in Manchester. She is in the drama group. Because I push them. But even now... I send Lebu Uber money to go to church because I don't want her to give an excuse. After church, I ask, how was church? How is the pastor? I carry her in that until she can walk on her own. To give her that understanding of the kingdom, youth, and honor, and growth, and putting God first. Because if we are not careful... We are laying a foundation in our children about how to make choices, but what you do with them. So we want kingdom youth who are involved in the home and in the church. It doesn't take long to, to serve tea. It doesn't take long to come early in the morning and do that if we train our young people. So we need to review that. Sit on your children. What are you doing in church? No, you can't sit forever. But if your children see you sitting in church for 10 years doing nothing, they will say, I want to be like daddy or I want to be like mommy. 
So we need to grow in that area to empower our children with a heart of service, a heart of sacrifice. They will be good employees also. So from this service, don't sit idle doing nothing. Even if you are on the rotor once a month, that's okay. But never be here and you can't be on rotor for no good reason. Because we want to grow as a collective. The other thing, we want children who have got a vision for the future. If you have a vision for the future, you won't take drugs. You won't be found in prison. You won't be found in gangs. Do you see where it starts? We need to begin here and grow them to give them a vision for the future. Guide them and take them to these places. So that's our growth this year. We want to see a change in our youth department. But it requires all of us, especially those with teenagers, bringing them here and waiting for them, crafting a program and agenda for the youth department so that we begin to use it. You'll see why. We want children who are not confused. Now there's so much confusion. I don't know if I'm a boy or I'm a girl. I don't know if I'm European or I'm African. True confusion. I don't know if I'm Nigerian or I am English. No, you are you in England or you are you in Nigeria. So these confusions, we want to address them in the youth department so that they know who they are, but they need to know who they are in Christ first. So let's begin to grow. So that these, uh, what do they call the David Beckhams and all those things, the word that they use? We don't want worldly celebrities to influence our children because most of them, their lives end up crashing anyway. Give them the celebrity of Christ, safe and secure. Safe and secure, wise and diligent, effective and powerful. Not only that, but eternal too. So let's work together to grow our youth department and craft it. I want to see parents sitting in a meeting with Fidel and Tundun and all the other stuff. And we begin to pull our young people back together. And then we put a program when they can begin to invite their friends in a space that is safe. Not for them to be invited outside because we are not doing anything practical here. So we also want children, youth who are confident in their identity. You young people, how many can confidently say, Pastor Ossian, I'm very confident in my identity. Please say, stand up, I want to salute you. Pastor Ossian, I'm very confident in my, in my identity. Well done, Jimmy. Come here. You are sitting down. Well done, too, because you are right. Come, Jimmy. Well done. Clap hands for Jimmy. I'll look for 10 pounds to give you. Is that okay? I'll ask your father to give me 10 pounds. Then I'll give you the 10 pounds. But what I'm saying, you who are sitting down, you have done well also. I'll find something to give you. And that shows us the extent of the need, Orola. Do you see that? Once I say that our children should stand up definitely, immediately, I'm confident in my identity. Do you see why we need a kingdom-minded youth? The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Lord planned your hair color, Isabel. He planned your nose structure. He planned your ear lashes, these things. Your, your eyelashes. He planned them. Your lips, your shoulders, 
your accent, Jehovah, knew the world will need it as you packaged in you. So that's why you must be confident to say, I am a gift to this nation. So we need to consolidate that in our youth. Then they will be safe in themselves. They will be confident in themselves. They will not try strange things to make them happy. We need to put our hands together and build the youth department. How many understand what I'm talking about? How many see the need? Because if our youth are broken, you are broken too. Trust me, you will be in the prison visiting them. You will be in a rehabilitation center visiting them. All the savings from the, from the shifts you were making will be swallowed up. So let's grow to prevent disaster and protect our wealth. Fidel, Tundun, our youth department is going to grow. But I want us parents to begin to put our hands together to say, let's come up. Parents come with an agenda and a product that will stimulate that growth. Don't just leave it to us. Remember, we are in the prisons. We are in the hubs. We are in London. We are, in, we are all over. That's why we are casting a vision so that you begin to put your hands on the plow. And once we do that, these youths are the ones who will reward us in future. And also take the gospel forward. Clap hands for our young people. So that's the next thing there. So that's our focus for this year. So wherever the board and everybody goes, we need to begin to invest in that. That's why we need business to invest in our young people. But our young people won't want to come to a place when they come here, it's freezing cold. So we begin to grow all those areas. We're about to come to a landing. And then now... This one is about our church departments. They also must grow. And they grow through the people that are in the church. That's why we make disciples. If you are not in a department, here are the departments. Be there. We need more in multimedia. The reason why we are not going live, we don't have enough hands in multimedia. Because some of the station is now at the back. That's why you see parents walking back, coming back, walking back, and, and there, there is no hands. So we need more people. If you know computers, you are multimedia, go there. Even if you give one Sunday a month, it's okay. One Sunday in six weeks. Don't just sit there, boom out, break out of mediocrity. So let's get in there. Our children's church. Please give it up for Sister Iroro, Sister Princess. Your name has gone. Christelle. Who, Sister Deo. Uh, Sarah is in the picture now. Really, I found Iroro in children's church. 11 years after she's just, even now the child she's carrying is not her child. That's Ayo's child. But that is the anointing and the grace of the gift that is in her. We want mothers to come in and help. Don't just say you leave your children. Do you see growing to say, those who are looking after my children, who gives them rest? 
So we will want a growing in the church to say, ah, this month in the summer, my parents, let us do children's church. Let's let the children's church rest a bit. How many know that children are, are, are energetic? I saw, I saw Timothy was in my house yesterday. I said, Lord, thank God you gave me girls. But you see, but this is what they absorb all the time. So I want you to have a kingdom mind as parents to put up a structure to say, oh, Dr. Iroro, these two months, we as the six mothers are going to do children's church. Give us your programs so you can rest. That's growth. Clap hands for the children's church team. Do you see why? That's kingdom-minded. We also want you from the church to say, no, Pastor Tops and Nyasha, the, the worship team really are working so much. This month, give us mothers. We will do a mother's choir. For the whole month, we will lead worship as mothers. That is growth. Why can't we think about those things? So that we give them time to rest. Oh, we are looking at you saying, Pastor, I will come in time when the choir practices on Sunday so that I look after the children in the mother's room. Last week, it's me who was looking after the children in mother's room so that they are free to prepare. But growth makes you realize what needs to be done in the house for things to flow and you put your hands on the plow. Do you see what growing is about? That's why I said it's individual and collective. Let's begin to put plays and systems in place to make it easy for our brothers and sisters. Don't just come and see things are happening by the Holy Ghost. It's not the Holy Ghost people. Let's grow in that area. So those are the departments. Now our ushers are recruiting. I begin to see there is order now because the ushers are coming back. We need more ushers. Uh, sound and multimedia. Welfare. Mama Nyanz and Mama Oki always carry that one for us. We need more. Faith. So look at that. We will print it. Sister Louise, we will print that and paste it on the wall so that you know the departments that you have and then you can get into them and do something. We want to grow in that and touch our community. So that's another area of growth. Amen? And then now, why do we grow? Because we want influence in the city. Because you don't just grow people by bringing them to church. We, 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 need to, we need to grow ourselves as an enterprise. So there are things that we must be known for because we've grown so well in them. That begins to form our culture. It begins to form our offer to the community. It begins to form our heartbeat. It begins to form our niche as a church. It must be known that in that church there is one, two, three, four. There is one, two, three, four. That's why we are growing into that. But to do that, we need resources and money and people to set it up so that Monday to Saturday this place runs that automatically so that whoever comes over to take this church after the Lord gives me rest they already have a plan and a program that they are doing. They don't have to reinvent the wheel. They just need to expand it. So this is what we need to do in the community. Mothers and toddlers, there is no reason why mothers don't come to use this place once a week. But I can't create that for you because I don't have a toddler. 
So you begin utilizing this place. Come do games with other mothers. Children have got enough space to run around. When they get home, they are tired. They sleep. You can now rest and cook for your husband and wait to sit together in the arms of your husband. Do you see? Mothers and toddlers, you can begin by yourself. Invite somebody. Grow that so that it's known. That if you want mother, go to that church. There is a group. Number two. Youth, music, drama, dance, brownies. Let's grow that. Even instruments, teaching our young people instruments. Pastor Tops, we've been trying that. The last young person who was taught instruments and they rose up the structures is Lebu. And look at how long she served us. Let's go back to grow our young children there. But don't expect the pastor to come and do that. We need hands here that can do that. These days, there is YouTube. You don't need to know how to play the keyboard or the guitar. You just put YouTube. You say, you see that one? No, he's holding the third string. You, yeah, you strum one. That's it. You got it. You, you do that. You, you can carry them through, but it needs a heart and a mind. That is the kingdom. Let's grow our children in that area. Prepare them for the Once we do that, we are saving them from hearing rubbish things from, from the media. The Keep Fit Club, there are 34 elderly ladies that come here every Wednesday. So what I expect is whenever you are off on Wednesday, come in the morning, join them, begin to mingle with them, begin to prepare, so that when the leader goes, one of you can take over and run the Quick Fit Club. That they know there is a quick... You know some of them come from Bath for that place. But members of our church are not there. I know you are working. But when you have got that special day off, or you can take a morning off just to come and have a support. You know one of the crazy people that came on, on the door last week? Nyasha helped me. Please clap hands for Nyasha. Because I was so angry, I wanted to slap her. I wanted to kick her out. I just wanted to push her out. She says, yeah, because you see, we don't want you just bringing black people here and it's all black people. There is no community. I realized that, ah. I said, I'm not a black person. I'm a believer. But what they are saying is, your people just come here on Sunday to do Sunday. They go in their homes. They are not involved in what we do. So let us grow into that and be assimilated into the program. Then we won't be angry when they challenge us. What she said was true. But the problem was how she said it and my readiness to receive it. That's why I was fasting for seven days. <laughs> Pastor Fatima says I need more days. <laughs> Our refugee support, let's, let us make it meaningful. Let's resource it. We need somebody to say, oh, Pastor, I'm, I'm donating pots to the church. So that when they want to come and cook, the pots are there. That's growing because we have a mind of the kingdom. The Bible says, consider the interest of others. So you see, we are away. We make it easy for our brothers who come from outside. That's our offer. That's our blessing. The prisons were there, obviously. Ex-offenders were there. Schools, places of work, career, school support, even churches together. We are now there. We are driving that agenda. But we will need a church that understands where God is taking us and we grow. Resources, number one. Finances and people. We need to grow. That's why we need you to put your hands in there. That's why when we conclude our vision, remember, home, away, 
from home. We want to be a church where all people groups are at home and we prepare for them for heaven, the ultimate. That's where we are taking us to. But before we do that, we need them in our space. We need them in our space. And then we begin to guide them and influence them. How many know that you can't clean a fish before you catch it? For you to scrape a fish, it must be in your hands. So we need to put these programs as our offer to the community. And then we begin to be that church. And we are mindful of people that are coming there. And then our strategy is to brighten the corner where we are. Grow in brightening your corners. Grow in kindness. Grow. We need to put these things in place. Faith and good works. Grow in that. Because we need to empower. And our values, we need to grow in them as well. Excellence. We prayed about it today. Love, charity, holiness, respect, family fellowship. So that our children understand respect and order. Grow in those as well. Look at them. Pray about them. Teach them to your children. This is what we stand for. This is what we're known for. Those are our core values. You grow them. And then connect and engage continuously. How do you connect and engage? Ah, if you see a mother with children. We've got a mother's and toddler's group in the, in the church. It's 55 High Street. You are connecting, you are engaging. Oh, we've got a youth group there. You are connecting and engaging. We've got a lovely children's church. You connect and engage. Where is Mama Nyanz? Is Mama Nyanz here? Is Mama Nyanz here? Are your grandchildren here? Where are the girls? Malume's children, where are they? Are they here? Mu's, Kamile's uh, children, what are they? They are there. And do you know what brings them here? It's children's church. They love that. And the parents are coming to collect them and engage. So we connect and engage by what we have as an offer. So we begin to grow. Prisons. We begin to do that. And now, the course I run in the prisons, the prisons now want it to run nationally. We need men to come and do it. So from the 18th of February... To the first weekend of April, I will be teaching all RCCG pastors nationally the men up course to prepare them to offer it in their regions and in their prisons. So I will expect men from this church to log in on Zoom from 8 to 10 so that you begin to grow in that area. Things are growing outside there. And then that's where God is taking us to. And then we begin to take them nationally. They have also said, we want you guys, what you're doing with Mentor Me, to teach other faith groups. Because what you are doing is working. Because we found out when we were calculating from 2017 to 2019, when I was in the prison before the pandemic, 43 of the men who attended the course have not returned to the prison since 2017. And they have never heard that before. So now, when somebody is admitted in the prison, and all the programs that they are given to know what's happening in the prison, our men up course is now there. So now, we need to grow more people to be able to run it. And I'm expecting men to boom, break out of mediocrity and grow to help us do this thing. So we are coming to conclude. We connect and engage. And then 
just to encourage you why we do vision, I just want to show you on this slide, the next one, realized vision, a number of things that have been realized and fulfilled because we put them down. Portion on realized vision, Fidel, if you see it. It will come through, but I have it on my phone. You remember the prisons. In 2012, when we started, we wanted to go to the prisons. How many remember that? It was in our vision. We were only able to go there in 2016. But now, they want us to teach the whole nation about our approach and our offer. Look at that growth. It's been realized because we put it down, we prayed about it, we planned about it, we made it move. We also had a vision to go to Israel. How many remember that? How many have been to Israel with us in this church? There are some who are here. I know Mayo came. Mayo came before. Who else came here? Is it just Pastor Fatima? David answered, and none, none, she came with us in our first trip to Israel. Next year, we are having a, a trip to Israel. Prepare to come. Prepare to register. But we wanted it as a vision. It happened. Pastor Fatima has even gone there four times. I've gone there twice. So that was a dream. It happened. Chaplaincy. We wanted to get into chaplaincy. We are there. She was there in courts, chaplaincy, where people are divorcing one another. She's in NHS chaplaincy. We put, but it was a vision before. We put it, now we are there. Churches together. We wanted to work with churches together from 2011. And 2022, December, we got the chairmanship of churches together. Because we started the work and in there. Now we are changing it. I'm trying to show you the things that were in the vision when we started in 2012. And they have come to pass. So these that we have will also come to pass. The building. We wanted the building. We have it today. In case you don't know, this is our building. We bought it. We don't rent from anybody. We are renting it to people. You will not borrow, but you will lend. That is growth in itself. I just want you to know that we are a church going somewhere and embrace the dream. That was a dream and a vision before. Books, how many know that we were talking about books when we came? When we started, we were talking about writing books and this and that. I had just written one book when I joined the church. But now I have written 13 books. They are there upstairs. <laughs> Dr. Musa has written two books. Are they two now? She has written two books. It was a vision before. Pastor Fatima, how many books do you have, madam? Five books, Pastor Fatima. We have Kemi who was here. She wrote a book. Who else? Maybe there's one writing it underground here. Is there any other book? That was a vision before. It's happening there. And sometimes when you expect, when you are just thinking, oh, where will my money come from? You see a notification from Amazon. Somebody wants your book. That is part of the growth and then you are celebrating. Now I've broken into honey. And I am finding cheaper sources for my bottles so that I can reduce the price of my honey to £6.50. Because what is expensive are the bottles and the labels. I'm working on that this year because I want to grow in that area. Music recording. How many have been part of the music recording? It was a dream. 
This church has got songs that are on YouTube. Songs other churches can use for worship. It was a plan before. It was a vision before. We have songs. Eight or nine. I don't remember. It has come to pass. So what we are doing is critical and it's important. Look at that. I put the vision plan from the past. That's the next slide, Fidel. So that you realize that planning is important. The vision plan. This is where we were planning there. Look. That's where we were planning there. And then our 10-year target. Do you see what was our 10-year target? Long back in 2011, our 10-year target was we want our own multi-purpose center. We, we were having there. We want our own multi-purpose center. We're having different things there. But in exactly 10 years, we got the building in 10 years. Because we began to work on the word and we saw the results. So planning and preparing for your vision works. That's why I always bring that one up for you. Planning for it. And look at that, what we need there. Excellence to be turned to behaviors. And that's what we are working for. Our uniqueness. That's what we are working for. I want you all to be aware of that. And then we begin to work for them. That's why today the Lord gave us the scripture of the year. Genesis 26 the whole chapter, but from verse 3 to 25, the year of immense growth. I've given you the process and the different areas that we want to engage in and grow into that witness of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this message from God's House International Centre, Bristol. For more information, please visit our website or find us on social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.